Let's break it down using the seven strategies of taking the personalization into your brand, building the equity in it so that you have a massive, massive, not just million dollar business, but actually like a 20, 30, 50, 100 million dollar business. How do you turn your business into a world-recognized brand? Hey folks, I'm Bedros Koulian. This is Craig Ballantyne. Welcome to another episode of the Empire Podcast Show. What's up, Craigie? Hey, you know what? Something that has really changed in the last probably two decades of business is what people consider a brand, how they view a brand, how they interact with brand. Would you say that's not uh, sure. changing quite a bit, right? It's been a huge shift. And so what we found is that people really are responding more to the personal identity of a brand. Mm. Just like we have personal identities in our own personal brand. So for example, you're known as the man up guy now with your new book. I'm known as the guy who brings structure and discipline to people's lives. And so every person out there is building their own personal brand. Another guy is Joe Polish who is known as the person who just connects everyone. Sure. Yep. So what businesses need to do now as they go into empire building mode is develop there's about seven of these characteristics that we can take from personal brand building into building our business brand and putting so much more value into it so when and if you go to sell it you get a whole lot more money does that sound interesting that is very interesting and i dare say that apple probably led the charge on this whole brand building thing where it became in vogue to to know and recognize a brand so well yeah and i'd say that nike is also there as well you know when yeah. people are getting tattoos of a brand you know that they're making that personal connection. So I think we can do a little case study, and I know one business that is really, really great for this. Hmm. Yeah. Is it called so, Fit or Body Bootcamp? Yeah, let's do <laughs> Fit Body Bootcamp. Let's break it down using the seven strategies of taking the personalization into your brand, building the equity in it, so that you have a massive, massive, not just million dollar business, but actually like a 20, 30, 50, 100 million dollar business yeah. through the branding. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about the first pillar of this new branding, which is having a deep connection with the end user. So tell us about how Fitbody does that. You know, one way we do that is, and, and I started this when we run our Fitbody Bootcamp universities for our new owners that come on board, right? And we say, hey, look, we'll focus on growing the global brand, but we want you to focus on growing the local brand. And so the deep connection with the end user happens when we take Fitbody Bootcamp outside of our four walls, outside of our Fitbody Bootcamp studios, and into the community. For example, charity drives, um, organized mud runs, 5Ks, etc. We even have celebrations like our um, like our six-week challenge that graduates into a little cocktail party where everybody gets a black dress and goes out and celebrates. Now, what's unique about that is there's a identity that gets built around Fit Body Bootcamp that's, gee, this is more than just a fitness place. This is a place that I can go and have uh, a community. There's a sense of culture, camaraderie. And what we found is when we run the mud runs together, when we do the 5Ks together, when we do the charity drives and we do our, you know, um, Operation Toy Drive that's coming up here for the holidays, it really creates a sense of not only retention, but referrals. And so it becomes a word of mouth thing that takes over. And that's, that's marketing, branding that you simply cannot 
purchase. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the great thing about that is definitely when you and I get our little black dresses at the end of these challenges. Yes, I love those. Yes. Yeah. So, so the second thing that it does is it inspires change. Mm -hmm. You know, so we see this so much, you know, your book inspires change, my book inspires change. But how does a big brand like Fit Body Bootcamp go and inspire change on so many levels? Yeah. And again, I always like to look at it. If you're building a brand, I like to look at it on the global level and local level, right? Okay. Because at least for us, we're a franchise. And so Fit Body Bootcamp locations are located all over the world throughout communities. Uh, yet my job is to build the brand globally. And so, for example, our... Our big mission right now is the Shriners Children's Hospitals, right? Yeah. There's 22 of them worldwide. When we started donating to Shriners Children's Hospitals, there was only 11 of them worldwide. And a portion of every single client onboarding fee that comes, uh, the, that a client comes on board goes towards Shriners Children's Hospital. A great example of this is um, Stella Beer, mm -hmm. right? Stella does this where for every bottle of Stella that you buy, they donate money to water.org that you know produces clean water to communities who don't have them. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we let it be known that we are all about change and creating an impact. And so the global impact is how can we help the communities where there's children who need medical procedures but whose families can't afford them? Well, we let it be known that for every Fit Body Bootcamp client that comes on board, $3 is donated to the Shriners Children's Hospital. That accounts to be tens of thousands of dollars every single month. And so people know that when I have a choice and all things being equal, Fit Body Bootcamp or another brand of fitness business, I'm gonna go with Fit Body Bootcamp because they are cause driven, they are, they are change driven. But it doesn't just stop there because we have our Girls Night Out program that we run as well. And our, we call it the GNO. And we run that about three or four times a year. But that's creating local change. And so we'll have women sign up for our six-week challenge, for our Girls Night Out challenge. And the entire thing is not designed around scale weight. It is designed about feeling empowered, confident, sexy. And at the end of the six-week challenge, again, they take those little black dresses, go out into a cocktail party that the studio owner sets up, and it's a time to celebrate the change of, of breaking out from not, I'm not just a mother walking around in, in my sweatpants, but I can still wear a little black dress and be proud of who I am in this phase of life. And so whether you're creating global change or local change, a brand I believe, like you said, has to be aligned with the change element. Yeah, absolutely. And it's no surprise that the Girls Night Out is the best promotion. I mean, look, I own four Fit Body Boot Camps. We run these things. And I always get excited when it's that time of year because I know that more clients are gonna come in. And I'm most excited for that night for those ladies because it is something that just inspires them to change so that they can go out and change themselves and then it, the business changes as well and the brand grows. Exactly right. Okay, so then the next thing is leading with courage and confidence in a changing environment. And wow, are we living in a changing environment right now for the way that brands interact with their end user, um, for the way that, oh my goodness, brands are you know, disappearing that have been around for almost 100 years. So tell us how great brands are leading with courage and confidence in a rapidly changing environment. And this is actually something that the personal uh, end user, the individual listening, can go and use in their own small business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in fact, leading with courage and confidence simply means that we are in a changing times, right? We're in a changing times where, you know, through technology, through the internet, through so many other factors of the economic changes that happen so much faster today than ever before. And if people don't want to change, they will perish. And so a 
good brand, a successful brand, is one that leads change and is not afraid of change. So we use technology like like websites, our apps. Now, now our, our websites, for example, are our number one source for getting new clients inside of Fitbody Bootcamp locations. I, I cringe when I see small businesses worldwide still using lead boxes and postcards. And in fact, there's some franchises out there who mandate that their franchisees spend upwards of two to $5,000 a month on sending postcards to homes. Mm. I mean, what would happen if you embraced the change and you led from the front and said, you know what, we're gonna use that two to $5,000 on running really effective funnels to target the right audience on social media. I mean, that two to $5,000 would yield 30, 40, $50,000 in new clients. And so whether it's using it through a website, uh, social media, an app, um, if a company is not courageous enough to embrace change, they will perish very quickly. And I think brands like ours have an obligation to do that and to lead from the front. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads me into the next one, which is creating a future that is impossible to ignore. Creating a future that is impossible to ignore. Let's talk a little bit about some guy that uh, you and I both respect, Elon Musk, who yeah. is creating a future that's impossible to ignore because he has a courage and confidence to lead a, a rapidly changing environment as well. Yeah, I mean, that is huge. Speaking of Elon Musk, the guy not only tackled electric cars the right way mm -hmm. to where he got on the radar of the three big uh, car manufacturers in the United States, he, he's also working with NASA and now crushing the big military giants that would send equipment to the International Space Station. Now, he's actually sending equipment more frequently at a lower price than any of the big global conglomerates who were in that space. And so you cannot ignore the kind of uh, impact and change that he's making, absolutely. Yeah, okay, and then next one, a brand is loved and gets people excited. And I think this goes on, well, multiple levels, not even just two levels, but first of all, the consumer, the team member, the corporate team member, all of these people. I mean, if you're a brand where you're getting love from the community and where people are excited to be a part of you, whether they're getting a tattoo or whether they're being part of a, you know, a 5K team or whatever, I mean, that is just difficult for any competition to fight against, right? Yeah, you know, and, and, and I used to think that we just got lucky in creating that environment in Fit Body Bootcamp, but I, but I realize now that, you know, we've got Fit Body Bootcamp owners and Fit Body Bootcamp clients with tattoos, just like that, that gentleman who came to your TT Summit right. and who had a massive TT uh, uh, turbulence training tattoo right on his thigh, uh, which was pretty neat. But that is something that is, that is manufactured. It's not accidentally created. And what I found that is through culture and morale and having your own language. So, you know, people go, well, what comes first, culture or morale? I said, if, if you have great morale in your studio amongst the clients or your team or here at our corporate headquarters, if we have great morale, culture is automatically born as a byproduct of morale. Uh, a lot of people focus on, well, we need good culture because Apple says and Zappos says that they have great culture. Well, that's great. Yeah, you need culture, but if you don't have morale, people aren't happy, they're not excited to come to work, they're not happy to take a new project and run it across the finish line, you're never gonna have the culture. And so we've really No, it's not like just building a, a thing that you follow instructions, exactly. there's a whole lot of exactly. secret sauce so, to it, right? Yeah, so we've gone all in on morale and leadership, and through morale and leadership, we've built this amazing culture at the studio level, at the team level, and at the corporate level. And so much so that we've created our own vernacular, right? Like, you know, you know, man up, uh, GSD, um, amongst many other fine 
terms that we use across Fit Body Bootcamp locations worldwide. And by doing so, you become part of this unique family that's got a unique language, mm -hmm. and that only deepens the culture again. Yeah, absolutely. And then that leads into another one, which is taking a stand. And this can be something as simple, like Apple took a stand against ugly electronics. I mean, not only were they building really, really excellent products, but they were building beautiful products. So they took a stand against bad design, um, as many companies have. And, you know, Elon Musk has taken a stand against badly designed electronic or electric uh, cars. Now, Fit Body Bootcamp also has taken a stand against obesity, against McDonald's, against those that as being your competition. So talk about the power of taking a stand and how that really attracts the morale and leadership and allows you to build that culture. Sure. You know, a lot of people will ask during an interview, like, hey, who's your competition? Aren't you afraid of your growing competition? said, well, you know, well, there's only one competition that I'm really worried about, and that is the food organizations that are using marketing to stuff, you know, hamburgers, french fries, tater tots, soda pop, candy, potato chips down people's throats. And at the end of the day, most people are misled through the advertisement of sugar-free cookies, but they're stuffed with so much fat and so much processed garbage that they are my real competition. That's my competition. And if you can take a stand, a polarizing position on any one thing, uh, going back to Apple, they, they took the stand against, uh, against regular computers, both in design and in functionality. They said, we're gonna create a closed environment that you can't add on features to our software and to our hardware, making it virus proof, uh, which was the main reason why people bought it, and then making it aesthetically pleasing, skinny, thin, beautiful looking computers versus things that were gray and clunky. And so while most people were after functionality, Apple proved that they can, through aesthetics and uh, better functionality, uh, crush the computer space, and they did. They just crushed Microsoft where that's concerned. Yeah, and they even took a stand against the end user in some of their their ads where they had the nerd and then, you know, the kind of the cool nerd yeah. uh, going back forth. It was still a, a nerd versus nerd battle. But yeah. at the end of the day, they, they took a stand against who they wanted their user to be. Yeah. And I think that even in Fit Body Bootcamp, you've decided you've at least not taken a stand against certain users, but you've said, this is who we are for. Yeah, yeah. And I always say this. I say, look, 89% of our clientele are women. Uh, we're not a women's only gym. But 89% of our clientele are women, so we're going to build out the gym to please women. We're not going to have mirrors in there because that's intimidating to women. We're not going to have squat racks and chalk and all this goofy stuff that's intimidating to women. We're going to market to women, but welcome men. And that has been our polarizing position. And as long as we can maintain our polarizing position, and I am unapologetic about it, yeah. we will continue to thrive in light of competition in light of economic change in light of technological change absolutely and so you know that polarizing position is what allows a lot of personal brands to stand out and it's not surprising to see that allows your business as well to stand out so that finally takes us into possibly the most important of the seven factors of building a brand and this one was tripling down on employees and I mean I've just watched your brand grow over the years I've watched your team grow over the years and it has really been amazing it's like been watching you know uh, little little kids grow up watching yeah. your little kids grow up sure. it's very proud of them as you should I'm sure you are so talk about how going all in on your team members really allowed you to like 10x your business 
Well, you know, I'll, I'll speak to anybody watching this who's a who's a entrepreneur, which is probably most people, and who an entrepreneur who has a really big dreams and big ambitions. I'm talking empire-sized ambitions. And if you have those empire-sized ambitions, then you have to triple down on your employees and your team members. Actually, I cringe when I even think of them as employees. I think of them as team members because I just happen to be the team captain, mm -hmm. and they each have critical roles on the team. And here's why I say you can't build an empire without a efficient, high-performance team, and some people will say, well, what if you do invest all that money into them? For example, we, I paid you $25,000 to come out here with your team and run a perfect team workshop, mm -hmm. and it was a very valuable experience for my team here. They all learned their superpowers, and they are all checking in with you and your team, making them more efficient, more effective, and growing our brand and growing our impact, right? And so well, also aligning them with the vision, getting them the origin story, yep. getting them all on the same page on so many levels. That's exactly right. And so we've got a gentleman coming next month who's going to teach communication through improv. Oh, cool. Right? I mean, look at all the ways we communicate. We communicate with our clients via text message, via email, via phone, via video, live video, and regular right uh, pre-recorded video. And so when you think about all the different ways that my team communicates with our clients and their clients, wouldn't it make sense to bring in an improv professional to help them communicate better, more efficiently, maybe in a way that will actually make that person laugh and chuckle on the other side of the computer or the phone? And that's my goal with this. And so whether it's leadership training, whether it's sending them out to seminars and workshops, the way I look at it is if I end up losing them, I'm losing them and making the world a better place because they're going to go out there and be more effective at whatever it is they do. But they're also going to say, hey, you know what, I learned all this great stuff at this company. I exactly. Mean, you got to go and work there. The reality is we don't lose them. Right. We keep them, they grow, and they are in line with my vision and the path that we want to go down. And, and Well, you know, one of the things that people, a really great example of a response to that is, well, what if, you know, you train them and they go out there and then they leave? Well, what if you don't train them, right? Right. Right, and what if you don't, exactly, what if you don't train them and you have this empire And they grandeur, don't leave. <laughs> and they don't leave, now you're stuck with what I call crop dusters instead of fighter jets, right? I want fighter jets all around me, not, a, not crop dusters who can't perform and who freak out and have emotional, uh, you know, emotionally react at the first sign of stress. And so if I want fighter jets, I've gotta build them up to be the, the best versions of themselves. Having said that, if I've got big vision for my empire and I want to have thousands of Fit Body Bootcamp locations worldwide, I've got the vision, but I can't do it on my own. I have to replicate my effort, my skills, my abilities through every single one of my team members, and that is how I'll force multiply my growth. So if you don't triple down on your team members, um, you're really in for, for big, big trouble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that is fantastic. That was a great deep dive into Fit Body Bootcamp, the seven factors that have allowed you to build that brand to, to massive heights. And anybody who watched this as an entrepreneur, you can build your brand, your corporation, your company brand, but you can also build your personal brand with these seven steps as well, where you inspire change, where you're a creative leader, where you are doing that with confidence and courage, where you're making it impossible for people to ignore you, where you are tripling down in employees and you're having that impact in the community. So when you do that, when you do all of those things, you build your brand personally, professionally, and you have a lot of success and that's gonna lead to building an empire, right B? Damn straight. Now folks, I gotta tell you one last thing here. If you like the Empire Podcast, uh, we, would, we would really appreciate it if you would share subscribe and leave a review for us so that we can get more entrepreneurs on board with the empire mindset so we can make a bigger impact in the world that we serve. Thanks so much for listening.